Welcome to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram with you here in Atlanta. A special broadcast on the CMG Radio Network on WSB Radio in Atlanta. WHIO Dayton, KRMG Tulsa, WDBO Orlando, and WOKV Jacksonville. We are following breaking news after the Indiana primary. Donald Trump, a big winner in Indiana. And then the bigger news, Ted Cruz suspends his campaign. We will be with you for the next hours with the pundits, with the uh, analysis that you need, and, of course, your reaction to the breaking news that you heard across live on all of these uh, Cox Media Group stations tonight as it was a primary Tuesday, a big win for Donald Trump. But, again, if you're just joining us, just getting into your car, Ted Cruz suspends his campaign. So a fight that you thought would uh, go all the way to the convention floor ends on May the 3rd. I am Mark Aram. Joining us tonight will be Bill Crane, our political analyst, Jamie Dupree from Washington, D.C., Eric Erickson, talk show host, and the legend himself, the talk master, Neil Bortz, will kick off the program with Jamie in D.C. and and the talk master uh, in Parts Unknown. Where are you tonight, Neil, by the way? Well, I'm in Naples. Beautiful country. At least you're not oh, driving yeah. down 95 well, honking at people. Well, it's it's great down here right now uh, because the only invasive species we have left are the pythons, and they don't honk. Uh, but but all of the uh, Canadians, eh, and the Northeastern Democrats have all gone home now, so we have it to ourselves for a while. And two of those uh, Northeastern Democrats were my parents who spent two weeks, two months down in Naples, and for some reason I, they wouldn't call you. I don't know why. I said, call Neil. He'll take care of you. Um, but but they neglected. Um, speaking of moving to Canada, uh, Neil, now that uh, Donald Trump is the presumptive Republican nominee, uh, for your first reaction, by the way, uh, to uh, Ted Cruz suspending his campaign after the Indiana loss? Well, I, I guess I should have seen that coming because I can't see the donations going on and uh, campaigning in California and elsewhere is going to get a little bit of it expensive, flying the staff and everything else out there. So I guess it makes sense, but I was, I was a bit surprised, and I'm sure Hillary is already meeting with her, with her team. They're starting to make their cabinet picks right now, but I'm really curious. I'm wondering, maybe Jamie could help me. What do you think is going through the mind of people uh, like uh, McConnell and Boehner and these, these people that just did not rise up sufficiently? to answer the concerns and the complaints and the grievances of the uh, of the party faithful out there. I still think, Neil, that the the bitter personal hatred for Ted Cruz, and that's what it is amongst a lot of Republicans in D.C., that they were ready to accept Trump more than they were Cruz. Uh, I really believe that GOP lawmakers believe that they can work with Trump, that Trump is a deal maker that uh, they'll be able to get things done, whereas they know they would not be on the invite list from Cruz in any way. So while they don't exactly support, quote-unquote, Trump, and you know they don't really want him there, I think they look at it that they can survive a Trump uh, uh, nomination better than maybe Cruz. Jamie, were you surprised so it, that, that, that uh, Cruz suspended his campaign you know, so shortly after I, that? I really wasn't, Mark. And this is why. If you look at the last few weeks, I remember saying to you four weeks ago tonight, don't overreact about the Cruz win in Wisconsin. Don't get out too far out front. Uh, in the last three weeks, 
in the last seven states, listen to this stat, Cruz only won two delegates. So there was no momentum for him. It wasn't like he was losing by, you know, a, a couple of hundred votes here and there. And there just wasn't any way forward for him to go. And the money was drying up. And well, this, you, the- used a, uh, you used a word, Jamie. Uh, you said survive. Is that now the mode that the Republican Party is? I, I believe we have so. to try to survive Donald Trump? I really think that's what it is, Neil. I think a lot of them are very worried that Trump will have a r- big negative effect, impact on uh, down the ballot, on Senate races, House races, and other races. And so the biggest thing here, uh, I would say, go back and look at 64 in Goldwater. There were a number of Republicans that basically just stayed away from him and tried to survive. And I believe that's going to be the biggest thing for them in the Congress in coming months. Are they looking two years down the road or four? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, two years, five or four. I, I think they just want to try to keep as many seats as possible in the next election. The worry would be that, uh, that Trump just collapses on them and everything goes downhill. The, the one thing I would say is this so far, though, that the Trump wins in all of these states have not brought about a big bloodletting in Congress. We've had nine states that have held their primaries now for Congress, and uh, Trump won most of them, and yet no Republicans have been defeated. Tonight in Indiana, he gets over 50% of the vote, and every single incumbent running for re-election in the Congress for the Republicans in Indiana tonight, they didn't do any worse than 68% of the vote. Well, that's promising. Who's his vice presidential nominee going to be? Jamie, you want to make a guess? Yeah, I think it's going to be Kasich uh, right now. Uh, I mean, I think that they may look to that, but I also think it's possible that Trump could look totally out of the box and go for someone who is not really involved in politics. I mean, you know, why does he need to uh, to put an olive branch out to the, the leadership or the establishment? He certainly does not. Well, you say Kasich, and of course that's Ohio, but what about Rick Scott in Florida? Yeah, I think that would be even more of a possibility, Neil. I think that would be. Um, you know, uh, look, I, I just think there's a lot of people, I'm going to say this again, I can agree with every reason that you give me of why Trump will lose in November. You know, that he he holds terribly, the women hate him, the Hispanics, everybody hates him, blah, 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 blah. But again, you've got to learn from what we've seen. Every single step of the way for a year now, everybody has told me that, that, that Trump is going to lose, that he'll never win a state, he'll never win a primary, he'll never do this and that. Uh, I know it seems totally against the grain of what everybody says, but let me say it very clearly if my voice will hold out. Why can't he win in November? I know there's all those reasons, but again, he has gone against the grain repeatedly. Maybe he does one more time. Well, the way I look at it, Jamie, is um, he's defeated 15 uh, Republican uh, possible candidates right now that, we again, we never would have predicted this last June when he had that press conference uh, if he can beat 15 Republican candidates, why can't he beat a Hillary Clinton? I, I think any prediction that you make now is, you know, is is in vain because he has done the impossible and the improbable 
every week, every month, and and now he's going to an uncontested convention, which I'm I don't know about you, Neil and Jamie. I was looking forward to a contested <laughs> oh, convention. Too. Well, you're still going to have the anarchist, socialist, communist, the occupiers the disgruntled Sanders people, they're still going to be out there to make this convention exciting. Oh, yeah. It, it, outside the convention hall will be interesting, but also uh, it'll be a good uh, way to sort of a barometer for the GOP by then. How together are they really at that point, or are we seeing a lot of infighting uh, at that point in time? Look, again, I know that it's easy to point out why Trump can't win, but... Um, I was very careful in the last year not to say, oh, he's done, he's gone too far, this is it. And you know what? Uh, every time that everybody said it was over, it was not. And I just figured that Trump is going to run a completely unconventional race against Hillary Clinton. It's oh, yeah. ugly. I mean, he's going to say things that will delight a lot of Republicans, but it will be very, very um, lowbrow. Let's put it that way. It might work. <laughs> it might work. Jamie Dupree in Newt Washington, uh, Neil Bortz in uh, Florida, Mark Aram in Atlanta. Uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, Neil, brings up Jamie as a possible running mate. I mean, uh, that's a, to me, that's a classic suggestion, Neil and Mark, that wouldn't work. And that Trump just might do, just because, I mean, I would think that Newt would be, uh, Newt uh, would make news every hour on the hour and might overshadow Trump a little. So maybe they would look elsewhere, but I would look for him to be involved in this race for sure. Neil, let me ask you a question. Um, the Never Trump movement um, obviously uh, failed in its original quest of, of keeping uh, Trump out of the uh, nomination chair. Um, yeah. Will will they stay away from the polls in November? Will they vote Libertarian? Will they vote Hillary? Will they sit on their hands? Or will they come back home and vote for Donald Trump? I think there will be a... And Jamie is so much better at this than I am. But I think that there will be a huge number of Republican voters uh, who participated in the last election... Uh, and, and again, eight you who will not go to the polls and vote for Donald Trump. There will also be new voters who will go to the polls that haven't probably haven't voted in a presidential election in their lives. And they're going to be there voting for Donald Trump. Which group is going to be larger? And that's going to go a, a long way to telling us how this, this election turns out. I think most of the Republicans that will sit out, Mark, will be very conservative ones. Um, but I do think many people, my dad always refers to it as they will come home. They will come back to their party. They may, you know, yell about it right now and say, no way, I'm never voting for Trump. But by Labor Day, they'll look at the polls and think, Oh, geez, I can't deal with that. I can't uh, deal with Hillary Clinton. And they'll come back and vote Republican. I know there's a lot of people listening right now that are screaming at the radio saying, I'm not going to do that. There's no way I'm voting for Trump. But I would bet a lot of those people over time uh, might change, at least some of them. But unity, it will be a big issue and maybe a big problem for Trump along the way. And I, 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 I think that the... I can't see me voting for Trump. Exactly. And, and I know there will be some like you, Neil. But I bet others that say it now 
Uh, it's a long ways to November. They might change. But the fact that Hillary is the uh, presumptive nominee on the Democratic side, it's gonna you're gonna have to bring the scales of justice out. Uh, the Never Trump people. What what is more, their disdain for Trump or their hatred for Hillary? The fact that Hillary's gonna be on the ballot, I think, will will get some of the Never Trump voters to actually go in, bite, grin, and bear it, and I vote agree. for Donald Trump. I agree. If it was anybody else, it might be different. But because it is Hillary Clinton, I do think some will come back. Uh, again, I, I get it that there's a lot of people who don't want to vote for Trump, uh, but I just think that uh, a number of them uh, will come back to the party. Will it be enough? That's a different issue. Real quick, Jamie, we have a uh, very limited time here. John Kasich, what's the status of his campaign? Have we heard yes, from him yet? He put out a statement a little while ago that said he's going on. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't have much money, but he does not have a, a big money kind of campaign. Uh, I could see him sticking around for a little while, but really... Uh, he's not going to have that impact. A lot of people will say he's just auditioning for Veep. Neil Bortz, the talk master. Ted Cruz drops out. Donald Trump is the uh, presumptive Republican nominee. Did you ever expect uh, those words to be uttered on this radio station? Well, I thought in the last couple of weeks, yes. But when this all started, <laughs> no way. Unbelievable. Campaign 2016 rolls on. Jamie Dupree in Washington, uh, Neil Bortz in uh, lovely Naples. Follow them both on Twitter, at Jamie Dupree, at Talkmaster. Gentlemen, as always, thank you for your time. You bet. We are going to come back with your reaction to the breaking news that you heard live right here on this very station. Donald Trump wins in Indiana, wins the Indiana primary, and then shortly thereafter, Ted Cruz suspends his campaign. He had vowed to fight to the convention but here today on this very radio station, he announces he is suspending his campaign. Your thoughts on that? Should Cruz endorse Trump and this whole mess that is campaign 2016? 1-800-972-8255. I'm on Twitter as well, at Mark Aram. We'll be back after this. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Welcome back to the show. Mark Aaron with you. 25 minutes after the hour breaking news. Donald Trump wins Indiana and shortly thereafter, Ted Cruz drops out of the race. Donald Trump, the presumptive Republican nominee. Your thoughts? 404-872-0750. 1-800-972-8255. John joins us on the program. John, your thoughts to the uh, breaking news today? Yeah, I think um, I think it's, I think it's uh, great. I'm a I'm a former Carson or I'm a Carson supporter who obviously turned to Trump, uh, but uh, I have to I have to say something about your your previous guest, especially your gentleman in Naples. Uh, uh, he he hasn't called it right so far on Trump. How how can he expect to even think that he wouldn't win the November election based on the predictions and 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 the way people thought about him at the beginning. I, I don't think anyone can make any sort of prediction about it. I mean, I, I it, totally agree yeah, with you. It's totally unbelievable. And here's what I'm going to do, John. In the, <laughs> in the next hour of the program, I had, uh, I had uh, Charlie, my producer, go back, because I was on the air the night that Donald Trump had that first press conference, do you remember? Right, when right. He, And so Charlie went back to that show. Was it last June? Was it last June, Charlie? And just to hint of last year, it's pretty. It's it's interesting. And I, I'm going to play that because you can you'll hear my reaction to that first Donald Trump press conference, where I wouldn't say I was incredulous, but it was it was a, it was almost farcical. We laughed as if it was we just watched the 
season premiere of a reality TV show. Yeah, it it, it was like, that. We really did. It was it was entertaining. Yeah. The most entertaining oh thing I'd seen in a long time. But I never in a million years thought, oh, this is this is just a. And here we are, May third. I know, almost and a he's, year later. He's the nominee, so I am making no predictions. No. If anything, I'm going to predict Trump wins in a landslide in November. <laughs> he has done nothing to show that he can't win anywhere he goes. It's it's been an incredible ride. Marco That's joins right. us on the program. Hello, Marco. Hey guys. Um, yeah, uh, what you guys were talking about is what I was thinking because um, yeah, I mean when he first came out. And started saying, yeah, he wants to change America. So, yeah, I was all for it. Um, but what Eric seemed to saying that I don't agree with that, you know, just because he doesn't like Trump, he's not going to vote or vote another party. I mean, everybody knows if you don't vote for Trump, you're basically voting for Hillary. And I don't want her at all. I, I sincerely believe there are people out there that, w- that re- there are Republicans out there, there are conservatives out there that definitely will not vote for Donald Trump. But I don't think that's a huge number because I and I think the fact that Hillary Clinton is going to be on the other side of the ballot, again, as I mentioned to Jamie and Neil, people are going to have to weigh their disdain of Trump if they're part of the Never Trump movement and the flat-out white hatred of Hillary Clinton. I think if it was Bernie Sanders, that more people would sit on their hands and say, all right, whatever, I don't, I don't care. But th- th- I don't know a single conservative that wants Hillary Clinton to be president. So I, I do think there are... Uh, a percentage of conservatives, never Trump folks, that are not going to vote for Donald Trump and maybe do the libertarian. Uh, but I think a majority will come home, as Jamie Dupree said, and 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 just bite their lip and grin and bear it and have to vote for Donald Trump in November. Which, which I mean, and he's going to get a lot of Democratic votes, too. It's going to be, this is crazy. Crazy. Enjoy the ride, folks. Campaign 2016. We're going to come back with more of your calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-972-8255, or you can use the open mic feature. Welcome back to the show, 1035, 25 in front of 11 here in Atlanta. Mark Aram with you till midnight Eastern on WSB Radio Atlanta, WHIO Dayton, KRMG Tulsa, WDBO Orlando, and WOKV Jacksonville. Continue to cover breaking news you heard here live on this very station. Donald Trump wins the Indiana primary handily. And shortly thereafter, Ted Cruz announces the suspension of his campaign. All of a sudden, it's a a two-man race, if you will, in quotes. John Kasich with no path to the nomination. Ted, uh, Donald Trump is now the presumptive nominee for the uh, Republican National Party, which is uh, was inconceivable a year ago. I, I'm, I, I am not uh, against Donald Trump, but a year ago, I, I, I scoffed, uh, as many did. Um, sure, the uh, same way when in 2012, when yeah. he was flirting around with her, like, oh, that's cute. It, it exactly, it was it was cute. It was entertaining, and then wow, things have changed. Um, and he is now the uh, presumptive Republican nominee. An amazing campaign 2016, which will, I'm sure, only get uh, a little crazier as we head to the general election in November. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that uh, Bernie Sanders wins in Indiana, but uh, much like John Kasich, no real clear path to him to get the Democratic uh, nomination. Bill Crane, our political analyst, will join us in just a second, but I want to take as many calls as I can. Uh, Your initial reactions... Uh, to the Trump win and and the Cruz dropout, I was shocked um, when when Cruz announced that he was suspending his campaign. I took him at his word that he was going to see this thing through to the convention. I just assumed that it was going to happen. I didn't see this coming. I was pretty sure he wouldn't win in Indiana, but even a loss in Indiana, I thought he would would stick this thing out. I thought it would. 
it was the magnitude of the loss tonight. Like uh, Jamie Dupree had said earlier, since uh, I think it was the New York up in that area, mm-hmm. what, those primaries, he'd only won two delegates. Yeah. I think it was the size of the loss. If it had been competitive or closer, they'd split, probably would have kept going. But to get utterly crushed. I, 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 even even an, even a, de, a, dem, a demolition. Demolition. <laughs> I would, I, I just assumed, I mean, because yeah. Cruz has been adamant yeah. that he is, st- he is in this thing for the long haul. Um, much like Bernie Sanders said, he is not giving up. And I, I didn't expect to see Ted Cruz give up tonight. Uh, so that was my immediate reaction. Yours now, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, uh, 1-800-972-8255. And I just put out a Twitter poll. We're here now. It's it's Trump, Clinton. Simple Twitter poll. Not who you, are you rooting for, but who will win in November. If you want to vote on that poll uh, on Twitter, it's at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Nicole joins us on the show. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Mark. How are you? I am a little floored after Ted Cruz's announcement, but, you know, Jamie Dupree did say um, lowbrow, and I have to agree with him. We do live in a lowbrow society where... Everyone is addicted to those 30-second sound bites. It's all about Twitter. Kanye West is talking about running in 2020. So, of course, Trump is going to win Indiana. Um, I'm very disappointed that Ted Cruz dropped out because he did win eight states. He was able to go to the convention and actually have a contested convention. But I think that in our society today... You know, people reelected Barack Obama, so why not go for Trump? And oh my God, it's probably going to be Hillary winning in November. See, I, I'm not there yet. I, I here, here's what's going to go. What here's what hurts Donald Trump uh, in a general election with against Hillary Clinton: female voters. That that's the big um, bucket of votes that he does not have uh, against Hillary Clinton. But I, I, I can't doubt Donald Trump anymore. Who knows what he's got up his sleeves? Who knows? He is, he is pulling, um, as, as Bort said, folks that have never voted in the presidential race in their life will be coming out to vote for Donald Trump. Trump is going to get some Democratic voters. He is going to get some independent voters. Um, th- what, what goes against him is, is the lack of the, the support from the women voters, especially married women, really, uh, or, or single women, rather. Single women do not like Donald Trump. He does okay with married women. But he is about to get... Uh, you know the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton super PACs are just going to be lighting money on fire. Twenty million in June, burning ads against Donald Trump. So he's got that. He didn't really. I mean, he Not got some negative stuff, but he is about to get bombarded. Yeah. By by Democratic super PACs, Hillary Clinton, the the Democratic National Committee. It, there's going to be a whole lot of anti-Trump ads on your local radio and TV stations and nationally. So that's again. But I, I can't. Who am I to say that he's not going to win? Who He could win 70 to 30 in November. I would not be surprised at this point. Nothing that he does or accomplishes will surprise me anymore. I, I've, I am not doubting him or his candidacy uh, or his momentum ever, ever, ever again. I learned that a couple months ago. When the, when the field started uh, winnowing and he was still winning and his, his percentages were going up, because we'd always talked about, well, Donald Trump's got that 33 to 35% ceiling. He'll never break through that. Yeah. He finally did. I mean, <laughs> it, it did take till the very end to finally crack it. But, yeah, you're right. I, I mean. It, it, that's, it's just the way it is. I, I, I don't 
doubt that he he could win November in a landslide. And we could look back at this broadcast and be like, can we yeah, even mark thought this that? One, I'll mark yeah. this one down so the day after that, Wednesday after the election, yeah. we can pull this and be like, be like oh, we Charlie, were so pull that, that May 3rd show where, where people thought that there's no way he could beat Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And, and he could win by 40 points. Mm-hmm. Dave's up next on the program. Hello, Dave. Hey, man. Well, I'm not happy about either one of the prospects, and, you know, it's a hotly, you know, contested topic in my family and everything, but I'm one of the ones that's going to swallow the pill and vote for Trump because if Hillary gets the presidency, it's going to hurt my family a lot more than if Trump gets in um, as far as health care and economics and things. Um, I do think Ted Cruz, even though it's a tough pill for him to swallow, should go ahead and endorse Donald Trump and just make it all about fighting against Hillary at this point. One thing that I did uh, want to ask, and maybe you can pass this on to Bill when he comes on, since he's not there yet, is, you know, if he takes Kasich on as the VP, does that help him tremendously since Kasich can take Ohio? Because that's kind of a key state. If Hillary gets it, it makes it a lot harder for Trump. So That's a very big state. Here, Here's why I don't, there's two reasons why I don't think John Kasich will be Donald Trump's uh, vice presidential choice. One, um, Kasich said he's not anyone's VP. Now, take that with a grain of salt. Ted Cruz also said he was never going to drop out. So, you know, whatever a politician says, you obviously have to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Two, that would be an un-Trump-like move. Nothing that Trump has done so far in this campaign um, fits script. And that would fit script. You know, it would make sense. All right, let's get John Kasich. Let's lock down Ohio. Um, You know, we've got governor with chops. Um, That's what the script says he should do. Trump has never done anything on the script. So uh, those are two reasons why I don't think that Kasich will be the uh, vice, presidential, vice presidential selection for, for the Donald The only thing Trump. I'll say to that, you know, just mild disagreement, is I wonder if Trump, even though it, it fits the script, I wonder if he does what Barack Obama did with Biden and takes Kasich on anyway to fill the holes that he has. That was that, but that was by script. <laughs> that, you know, Obama followed the script. He's a young freshman senator, no foreign policy uh, experience, so he, he brings in Joe Biden, who was all about the foreign policy. That was the script that he was supposed to do. Uh, the script says Donald Trump should get uh, a more mainstream guy uh, like John Kasich, a more establishment guy, a guy that's been a governor. Um, but... I mean, I, I'm not going to, whoever Donald picks is who Donald picks. I can't, I'm not going to criticize it because nothing he does uh, turns out to be bad. I would be surprised, though, if he if he went the uh, the scripted way and went with John Kasich. Uh, Myra's in Orlando. Myra, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? Excellent. How are you, dear? Oh, I'm good. I've been listening to the conversation uh, as I've been driving home from work. The smartest thing that Donald Trump could do because this time last year there were 17 candidates out there, mm-hmm. and, and he's taken 16 of them off the board. He needs to call a board meeting, and it's going to be the 17 that started out, and he needs to, from that, come out with his VP selection and fill his cabinet, because there was a lot of talent in those 17 people. And no, if you remember one and the one woman member of Myra, you remember Bobby Jindal was one of those original 17 right. and right. Uh, he was very anti-Trump to come out. And, you know, he, he made the statement, do you want Donald Trump with the, his finger on the nuclear uh, bombs? And Jindal came out and, and supported Trump today and says, all right, we get behind Donald Trump and that's how we do it. Right. And if Donald Trump, he's a businessman. He he pulls together a board meeting of all of his staff over a project that he's taken on, and he 
he he just assigns out all of the responsibilities. Yeah, he could fill his cabinet from the seventeen that were there this time last year. I'm, I I wouldn't su- be surprised. They were all out there. We sure sure. I understand, many. Myra. I appreciate the call. Um, I think there might be some cabinet selections uh, from the earlier nominees, but. Again, it's Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, who knows what he he could he could throw Mark Cuban in there. I think he's more likely to put Mark Cuban in there than Jeb Bush. But yeah, Jeb Bush is not going to be on his cabinet. You know I, I mean? think it's safe to say there. One eight hundred nine seven two eight two five five. Lee joins us next on the program. Hello, Lee. Hey, doing, Mark? Excellent. What's going on, buddy? Well, you know, when the, when all this started many months ago, a friend of mine asked me, "Who do you like in the in the Republican field?" And my comment was. First of all, do you telling me that Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders are the best the Democrats can do? That was my first comment. Mm-hmm. My second comment was, Bozo the Clown would be preferable to either of those two people. So I am really surprised that people like Neil and, and Eric would say that they wouldn't vote for Donald and let Hillary in. I mean, it's just inconceivable because the last eight years have been a disaster. Donald Trump couldn't possibly be worse. To to be fair, to be fairly, um, it depends on on your scope of 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 what you think is important, uh, whether or not the last eight years have been a disaster or not. Um, uh, well, I, uh, okay, let me put it this way. Yes, because I'm not trying to be fair. I've been around a long time. I've lived through Watergate, Vietnam, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Okay, and the answer to the question is, this guy is. A big disaster. I don't need to be fair. He's taken the country down. And Let, well, let's lay. All right, I'm not. You know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Um, how was how was uh, this presidency disaster in your in your mind's eye? Well, first of all, he's abdicated any kind of uh, leadership role in the world. He does not enforce the laws of the land, which he is supposed to do. He has wrecked the economy. He's run up a deficit that's unprecedented in the history of the planet. Well, all right, let me let me stop there. Okay. Let's go the wreck the wreck the economy part. Um, I'm gonna I'm right. gonna critique you on that. What part of the economy is wrecked right now? Well, I work in the healthcare business, mm-hmm. and I see every single day the impact that it's having on the rest of the economy, and it's major, and it's it's resulted in the worst of all possible worlds with respect to health insurance. It's much more expensive than it was before. The deductibles are higher. The coinsurance so that, right, are So higher. you are on the health... I was just trying to get to see... Because if, if you walk down the street and, and you ask uh, 20 people, is the economy a disaster? I think 18 out of 20 are going to say, no, it's, you know, my... my uh, my stock portfolio, my 401k is up, unemployment's low, gas is down. I think a majority of Americans don't think the economy is is in the crapper, so to speak. I, I, I was just playing devil's advocate there. Bill Crane, uh, political analyst, joins us in studio. Uh, Bill, thank you for joining us uh, live here on the program. Your immediate reaction to the Trump win in Indiana and the crew's uh, subsequent dropout. Another stunning sweep. You know, I'm, it's, it's as if he has an endless chain of rabbits he can pull out of the hat. <laughs> Um, gracious comments by Ted Cruz, but not comments of unification, not comments of endorsement, and comments of suspending and hanging on to his delegates. Donald Trump, within moments, gets a call from Rance Priebus and is the presumptive nominee, but still a long time j- till July. And he's 
pissed on, sp- spoken badly towards, named and called out GOP donors that he's going to need mm-hmm. to finance his campaign between now and the convention before the RNC can give him any money and before the Federal Election Commission dollars roll in. He's about to be assaulted, to the question of your caller a moment ago, by RN- DNC super PACs, both Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, he will need to open up the purse strings in a way that Trump has not. He spent $900,000 by his own admission tonight in Indiana. He will not be able to get away with that in the ensuing months. It's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of money from the left thrown against Donald Trump. We'll see if he and the Republican National Committee, the big donors, the super PACs, will counter. Bill Crane in studio now to take your calls with me as well. I am Mark Aram. 1-800-972-8255. You want to vote on my Twitter poll. Who is going to win in November? Not who you want to win, but who will win in November. It's on Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. You can use the open mic feature as well. We'll dip into those. We'll hear from uh, what Ted Cruz had to say. we got plenty to cover with you till midnight in the East. Back after this. With a heavy heart, but with boundless optimism for the long-term future of our nation, we are suspending our campaign. Ted Cruz, you heard live here on these very radio stations, suspending his campaign, a stunning development in campaign 2016. Donald Trump with a huge win in Indiana, uh, which led to uh, Ted Cruz dropping out of the campaign. Breaking news, your thoughts, one 800 1-800-972-8255. David joins us on the program. Hello, David. Hello. Uh, I tell you, this would be a much more enjoyable uh, campaign to look forward to if it was occurring in someone else's country. Uh, you're, you're not amused that this is happening in your country? Uh, no, no. It's, it's, it's kind of like stepping in something, and it's a lot more fun if someone else steps in it than you do. Um, I think this is going to be a phenomenally dirty campaign, and I think the two uh, factors we don't know about are time bombs that might explode on Hillary, and that is the Clinton Foundation investigations and the email situation uh, that you know will come to fruition quite possibly before the election. And um, I also, just the sheer randomness of the way po- politics go, and there's so much time to go, uh, we will have unforeseen things happen. And, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, you know, there's Truman and Dewey. There's all sorts of other things, and one of the two people is going to wind up president, and you can't exclude one of them. You can just go, what are the odds now? But looking past elections, things can change on a dime, and they can just trend a certain way. Yeah, you, you, that's, that's a great call, David. Um, there, there are a couple of potential landmines out there. He mentioned the Hillary Clinton legal issues, but perhaps uh, Bill Crane... Um, the oppo research that the Democrats uh, have been obviously compiling the last couple of months on Donald Trump, could there be um, some bombshells that, that have not been released yet? Well, two teasers that we've seen in the last week. One, in the state of Arkansas, we've seen a U.S. Senate campaign that's basically nothing but Donald Trump himself speaking and saying very, let's just say, not positive things about women. Mm-hmm. 90 seconds worth, so it's not a TV ad. It's running mostly on the Internet and getting a lot of news play, but it's a pretty devastating ad. But it's a Senate race ad. It's not a presidential campaign ad. There'll be a lot of those. He will be the face, if you will, of the RNC. The other, a woman who at the time would have been 13, filed a lawsuit representing herself, but somebody's paying for it, claiming that along with a friend of Bill Clinton, she was Donald Trump's sex slave for several years and that he raped her repeatedly. 
and at the time she was 13 years old. So. I, I want to I ask you more about that. That's, yeah. that's incredible. All right, we're going to come back. More of your calls. 1-800-972-8255 on Twitter at Mark Arum. M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. This is The Mark Arum Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.